Proverbs 22.13 says, The sluggard says, There is a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. And what I want to do with this verse is illustrate how important it is for us to meditate on words in texts and on implications of texts and not rush on. So, Father, as we try to understand what sluggard means and why he would say, there's a lion outside and I'll be killed, would you show us the kinds of things that you intend us to see in a simple proverb like this, which we would not see if we did not pause to prayerfully meditate on the verse. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm concerned that when we read the Bible, myself included, that when we try to read whole chunks of the Bible, like Proverbs especially, we may read 20 or 30 Proverbs in five minutes or 10 minutes, and they just go in one ear and out the other. Well, let's combine both broad reading and intensive slow reading, and this is an illustration of what I mean by slow meditative reading. So when you read The sluggard says, there is a lion outside. You might wonder, is this part of a larger unit? And uh, here are the verses on either side of verse 13. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the traitor. The sluggard says, there's a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. The mouth of of forbidden women is a deep pit. Um... He with whom the Lord is angry will fall into it. There is not a lot of of link between those three, unless perhaps it's the sluggard says he overthrows, overthrows the words of the traitor, the mouth of the forbidden woman. It may be that what's linking these are how the Lord responds to the kinds of foolish or deceitful things people say, but as far as substance and content goes, a traitor and an adulteress and a sluggard don't have a lot that we can immediately see in common. So I'm just going to go with the individual proverb as though it were being listed along with others for individual meditation. So what I earnestly suggest is that you use a piece of paper And I think it is better than the computer, but I could be wrong there. (laughs) Uh, Whether you use a computer or a piece of paper, write out what you think sluggard means. So I wrote first, uh, loves ease more than effort. And then I wrote loves... Um, leisure more than work. And I just kept trying to draw out different different ways of saying what I think sluggard is. And I wrote, loves comfort more than 
And I thought, hmm, the rewards of temporary discomfort, the discomfort of work or effort. And when I wrote that, the rewards of discomfort, I realized what, what turns hardworking, diligent people from sluggards into workers is that they, they do see the rewards of temporary effort or work or discomfort as worth it. And then I started to write, he does not, therefore, find a pleasure in a job well done. And, and then I thought, well, wait a minute, maybe he does. Maybe if, if, if he did a job, he would find pleasure in a job well done. But, but what, what, what keeps him from going there? He, he can't um, feel that the reward, the pleasure, the reward of a job well done is worth the effort. There's something about this person that, that keeps him from, from um, feeling or finding pleasure in, in the future job well done so keenly in the present that he can overcome the hindrance that he feels to work and effort. So he, he has... He has a wrong view of the reward of effort. He sees it as inadequate to motivate him. It's just not good enough. So I'm just going to sit here or lie in my bed and turn over from right to left, like it says later on. Or, or both, he, he has disordered loves. So his view is wrong and his love is disordered. He loves ease. He loves leisure. And his love is so strong that it blinds him, it seems, to the sufficiency and the greatness of the reward of a job well done so that he, he cannot bring himself to do a simple work. And so his love is disordered. It's, it's all out of whack and out of proportion. Now, what's, what's the effect of that? And the effect is he says things like this. There's a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. Now, surely the point of this author, the inspired writer, surely his point is to say, that is ludicrous. Don't you think so? That's ridiculous. You're making that up. And you're making it up to justify the fact that you just don't want to go outside and do your work. 
So he intends for us to see this as ridiculous or ludicrous, that he's, he's concocting this wild reason for sitting at the table or lying in his bed instead of going to work because there's a lion outside that he might get eaten by. So what do we conclude? Laziness makes us either dishonest. I mean, does he believe there's a lion outside? Or is inside he's saying, I know there's no lion outside, but I'm just going to say it anyway so that it'll look uh, less irrational that I'm staying at home. I, I, I want to make up some excuse that I don't want to go to work, and so I'll say there's a lion outside. And so he's a liar. He's a liar. So it makes us dishonest, makes us liar. Or laziness makes us paranoid or irrational. He really does believe there's a line outside. His desire for ease has distorted his mind, his, his views, so much that he actually believes there's a line outside, which means he's lost his reason. It makes him a fool. So laziness produces paranoia, irrationality, folly. Laziness produces dishonesty and lying. So laziness takes away a man's integrity and it takes away a man's reason or it takes away a man's reason. Either he's lying about there being a man outside or he is in the grip of a great lack of reason. Which means now that according to the book of Proverbs, we are to sit down with our, our sons and daughters and teach them. We read them this, and we take them through this. We think out loud, we meditate on them, and then we plead with them the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. This is Proverbs 1 and Proverbs 3. And we tell them to trust the Lord. And so overcome every obstacle, every inordinate love of ease, any inordinate love of, of leisure, and, and be free from views of the reward of labor that would make you have a, a disordered love and take away your integrity and take away your reason. And frankly, I think when we get done with 10 minutes of that with our children, they will have had a profound impact made upon them not to waste their lives with excessive leisure. That's the function of the Proverbs. This is why we must slow down in our reading if we want them to have that effect in our lives and the lives of our children.